1: Happy holidays, everyone. We are back here, and I think it's been a while since... Uh, what's it been? A week? It's been a week? Over a week since we've on uh, a podcast. No, no, And then you muted yourself. See what happens? Brian and I just had this discussion before we went live about uh, his setup, and I don't know, he muted himself? Something's going on here. We're going to have to restart this podcast. There you go
2: um i said do you want to know what it's been since since the last time we recorded
1: I, it, wasn't it last tuesday or was it last monday <laughs> he muted himself again <laughs> oh man rough start to this podcast just almost as bad as the warriors road trip man hey, let's see how this goes. this goes nope muted yourself again What a what what a what a start here! What a start! Maybe we jumped the gun. Maybe we should have tested out our audio and our headsets and stuff before we started recording here. This is never. This is nope. It's going to go back. <laughs> <sighs> uh, what do what do we do while you uh, w- while you work out your technology here? I don't have I uh, I don't have any premium. I, you know what? Here's what we'll do. So, so Brian is working on his tech here. He's trying to figure out how he gets his uh his audio back. He can hear me properly. He just his mic just keeps cutting out and, and muting on him. Okay. Here's what we'll do. So I wanted to lead with this anyways, which is again, happy holidays to everybody, and we'll uh. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll be giving out some gifts to to the warriors. Some you know, not literal gifts, but our wishes to to the warriors uh, for this Christmas. Uh, so, one thing I wanted to get out of the way before we started this show is uh, our YouTube channel is uh, is growing, and if you are a podcast listener, so if you are listening on the audio side through the BSPN network, completely great. Love having you. Listen, uh, but if you also are on YouTube, subscribe to the channel because, you know, it's kind of hard to grow YouTube channel, but we are doing some pretty nice views on on clips of, of our shows comparable to bigger channels. So, the you know, some of the content that we're talking about is actually uh, resonating with people and with the YouTube algorithm and such. So uh, just search for BSPN Bay Area uh, uh, podcasting network, um, and just give us a subscribe, and and you know you'll see when we go live, and you know we'll we, we have three podcasts or four, technically four four podcasts on the audio network, but three live streaming podcasts, and then if you are listening through the audio side, uh, whatever you listen through, whether it's Apple Pods or Google or Spotify, ratings are helpful for rankings and such for us to uh to be seen and on pages and, and be easily more searchable all that stuff so if you give us a rating and you know if you give us a uh if you write a little review as well uh you know we we will we'll, we'll read it on air and and I, I was talking to somebody because you, you there you go again you, you got muted again um so I was talking to somebody who he was uh he has a podcast on of his own and I was saying, you know, it, it's kind of cool to read the reviews and, and give give people reasons to write reviews and to rate your stuff. And he thought I was saying that he was gaming the system. And I was like, no, 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 I, I respect it. I like you should be doing all of these things to make sure that you can uh you know you can get more ratings and such because that's just what that's what it is. Like we're playing uh, you know, we're playing the, the Apple podcast game, you know, it's, it's not, we're like trying to cheat the system in any way. So we would love to see more reviews, uh, and, and we'll read them on, on our shows, you know, uh, the different shows, if it's specifically about, about one or, or whatever, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely read them. All right, Bryce. So are you back or what's going Let's on here? You. Can you hear me? I can hear you. So <laughs> it's never happened to me. Are before. you going to explain this, pro- this so, problem?
2: I, I genuinely don't know what's going on here. I think my Mac is just, it's your old Mac, so it's a 2015 Mac, and I think there was just too many applications open, and it was just like crashing itself. So if it happens again, I'm going to have to restart, but for the time being, I wanted to start the show with, actually, now that we're five minutes in, how was uh, five minutes of BSing right there. That was pretty good.
1: Yeah, it was just all about intro stuff, YouTube, Podcast nice. Network, all that. I'm I'm looking to actually do more stuff with the YouTube channel, too, because... The people who watched the the beginning of this video, they saw a a, a video that uh, our buddy uh, Zach made. Us. Zach has a, a 49ers podcast out there, and um, there's companies that will that will make videos for you know a little little bit of fee. And so I do some I do podcasts for the Wrestling Observer Network, and they just recently redid all of their video intros, and I I, I like the way sweet. it looked. It, it looked really nice. And so I may go there and see if we can get one specific BSPN video yeah. intro for all of our podcasts just to kind of tighten it up and, and, and make it look all, all nice and everything. So, nice, yeah, we're going to put some money into this thing for, for 2023 for sure. Nice. But what I was going to say is, do you know the last
2: time that we ha- did this podcast, what happened? Do you remember? Steph got hurt, right? The next no, game? So we, well, yeah, but we started this podcast last week by saying, Oh my god, Carlos Correa just got signed by the Giants. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. You're <laughs> right. You're 100% right. So it was and we, So was it uh, was it 8 days ago then? Like that, Yeah, I think
2: we did it last Tuesday.
1: Okay. Okay. And yeah, so that's one of the, that's one of the videos that's doing really well on the channel oh, the YouTube man. channel. Is the Carlos Correa disaster timeline that Brad and I did yesterday we did a, a breaking news podcast and uh so it's in the network and it's it's in the audio and the video but yeah like that we started it because brad and i had already uh recorded the day before so we didn't want to come back because i said oh you know i'm doing it brian we'll just mention it at the top of the show and it's been all bad since then it's been all bad for the the giants it's been all bad for the warriors it's not all bad for the 49ers. The 49ers are actually mm-hmm. doing really well with their third-string quarterback. So uh, we're going to have to figure out a way to maybe give some good juju to to these teams here. I, the Giants may be – they, they we may not be able to do anything for the Giants, but at least for the Warriors, we need to give them some good juju. And that's what we're going to do later in the show. We're going to give uh, our wishes of gifts to, to these players on, on this team. But before that, we might as well talk about the first thing, the important thing that happened that really, really is making it a disaster to watch some of these games, which is Steph Curry's injury in Indiana. Now, I know people were kind of saying, oh, you know, he was going to bring them back and they're going to come back and win the game. I never really felt like they were going to win that game. It's just every time that they had an answer, like Indiana would come back and score so easily. But the bigger picture of that is, is that he did get hurt. He hurt his shoulder. And as far as the news that has come out recently, it doesn't sound like like he says he can't even pick up a basketball. So it doesn't sound like he's coming back anytime soon whatsoever.
2: That sucks. Uh, I did see that too. But I mean, to your point about the, the Pacers game, Yeah, that's. I I think you could say that. Like, maybe it's a fair argument that the Pacers kind of took their foot off the pedal when Steph went down. So it kind of made the reserves and Draymond gets kicked out of that game, too. So no Steph, no Dre, no Wiggins. And I think Clay wasn't playing the back to back either. So it made it uh, easier for the reserves to kind of bring the game back to within, like, what they lose by, like seven, maybe? Like, it was still a game.
1: Yeah. The, the, um, I have the score here. So they lost. 125 to 119, and the That's day good. before they had lost to Milwaukee by 17. Um, and, and so at that point, we said, you know, we were talking about we were coming off of the high of that Boston win, which was man, that was such a fun game. Like, if you, if you just go back to that, you know, not even two weeks ago, the way I felt about the Warriors back then to now is like so different. I'm it's just like watching these last few games has been just like my gosh, are they the worst basketball team in the league without Steph Curry and without, like you said, without Andrew Wiggins. So we did our predictions and we said, what are they going to go on this road trip? And I said, I thought they could go three and three. And so they start that road trip with the loss to Milwaukee and Milwaukee is, you know, one of the two or three best teams in the league. So that without Wiggins, that was not that, you know, not, not that big of a, Uh, of a surprise there losing to the Pacers. I was really frustrated in that game because it's just a defense. The defense cannot guard the perimeter and these teams are eating by shooting threes. And we'll get to that in, in a second. And I'll, I have some numbers that will probably make, you know, your head explode a little bit here. Then they lost to Philly. Then they beat Toronto they beat Toronto fairly well. And that's the, you know, that's Jordan Poole's best game of the year. And so you're kind of going like, oh, that that's, that's really, you know, it's, it, it, it's maybe they can actually take one of these next two. To go into New York and to lose by almost 40 points is pretty disgraceful, I think. Now, DiVincenzo, Jermichael Green were hurt. Or no, sick. They're not 38 points worth of sick, though. When when they have to take a game off, it's not 38 points. So I would have been fine if they were fighting tooth and nail and playing close in New York. But to lose by 38 points is just, it's a, like, I can't imagine anybody wanted to wear that like they did in New York in Madison Square Garden, like the Big Apple. Like it's kind of an important game. And they just laid down like dogs defensively. It's frustrating to watch.
2: Yeah. Um, and, you know, we talked on this podcast a week ago on how we thought the Knicks one was going to kind of be like the easy gimme one. And but, then they went off. <laughs> but what we yeah what we didn't realize is probably by the time we said that, they're maybe on like a two or three game win streak, which is like, ah, whatever. But by the time the Warriors played them, they're on like a seven game win streak or something like that. Yeah. So, and then you look at the Raptors game. I personally wasn't like too like, yay, they beat the Raptors. This means that they're probably going to start winning again because the Raptors were on a seven game losing streak. Yeah, (laughs) like, like, yeah, there was just any other team, you know, most other teams, the Warriors would probably have lost that game. I took Jordan Poole to go off for almost 50 points for them to win it. I guess they actually won it by a decent margin.
1: Yeah, they did. So, okay, so outlook, right? Like you you think about the outlook. Um, When you go back to that Boston game. There was hope. There was like, oh, okay, when they're on, they can still play really good basketball. And we a lot of what we had been talking about was you got, you know, you gotta play the young guys, you gotta play Kaminga, gotta play Moody. After this road trip, I sort of feel like those guys had opportunities. And Kaminga, he I think he's been hurt, which is which is probably part of his struggle. He only played five minutes in that Toronto game. And I, I think he turned his ankle in the Brooklyn game, so you know some of it, it it could be a little little bit of injury here and there but i don't I don't think he or Moody necessarily showed out in a way that I thought they were going to try and prove that they need to be in the lineup more. Moody had a lot of garbage points yesterday, but i like I come out of this road trip going like, hmm." If they trade somebody this year, I think it's Moses Moody.
2: Interesting. I think that, um, yeah, like Kaminga's road trip was kind of disappointing um, because of all the guys that were out, Jermichael Green, DiVincenzo, Wiggins, Curry... Like Kaminga completely just shoots up the depth chart on on who needs to provide, and I feel like those young guys are too afraid to mess up. Moses Moody and Wiseman included are too afraid to mess up, but John Jonathan really isn't. He kind of just go, goes and you he know, almost he, doesn't he,
1: care. He almost, he almost doesn't like. Yeah. Who cares if I get pulled out of this game?
2: I feel like he has these modes where it's like, okay, I'm going to be the role player today. I'm going to be the slashing guy who's going to make the right pass and play good defense. And other times he's like, okay, well, I have to be the guy. And it's like, no, you really never have to be the guy. And when you try to be the guy, it's not good. And so it's a little disappointing in that regard where it's like, okay, we wanted. I would have loved for him to show, like, have this, you know, Jalen Green, top, top, top of the picks, uh, Mobley, Cade, because he was up there with uh, yeah. Green and and Scotty, like Wagner. have that, have that type of showing with with Franz as well, like have that type of scoring output where you like really look like you have a lot of promise as a guy in this league. And he didn't do that, but I'm still confident in, his, in him as like our seventh best guy off the bench of a role players, just going back into that mode. But yeah, from perspective of like him kind of showing more than what we thought he already had he didn't do that. And I guess that's unfortunate. Um, I don't know. I'm still like, I, I agree with you that I, I think, I think Moses Moody could probably be on the trade block here, but I didn't think he was like awful.
1: It's not, it's not that he's awful. And I don't think he's awful. Cause he can shoot the basketball. He just does not do anything. Uh, on the, on the court, as you're watching, you're 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 looking for people to stand out and kind of turn the momentum a little bit. And he just kind of hides, like he he just he hides in the game. You know, you think about someone like GP2 last year and, and I, I'm not saying Moses Moody was going to be a GP2 type defender, but they drafted him to be a 3 and D guy. And so you you watch GP and you go, "Wow, like there are like two or three plays every game." Where he makes sure that the eyeballs are on him, whether it's an athletically an uh, athletic dunk, a defensive stop, a steal, uh, just a smart play, like he he made he made those plays. Even even in the uh, in the playoffs until he got hurt, he you recognize when GP was on the court. When Moses Moody is on the court, sometimes I'm watching the game and I'm going like, Steve's got to put Moses in, and then I look and Moses is in. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't even realize that he's in because nothing has happened
2: yeah i feel like moses doesn't he's trying to make sure he doesn't do anything wrong but at the same time in that warriors offense like you have to do things right yeah and he doesn't really do things right and he's trying to make sure he doesn't do anything wrong
1: okay even if let, let's say he doesn't let, let's say it's not even about whether or not he's uh doing something right or wrong Kaminga in doing anything he, he just pops out on the screen because he's got the crazy athleticism. Wiseman, he's the most giant human being on the court, even you know in today's NBA. He's going to stand out. And Moses kind of just falls into the background. And I'm not sure if you are searching for minutes unless the offense is working like clockwork when you are in the game and you are a big part of that. I don't think you can just stand in the background. And some of it may just be that he's, scared to get pulled out he's a young dude like this is not this is not me going like oh like he should be one of the top 10 like it's it's a different system we've been talking about this forever the warriors and this two timeline thing which is absolutely i think we can actually say right now not working (laughs) um but for for moses i would just like to see a little bit more of like i have to do something in this game to be a big part of it and to try and help us win. And he's just trying to fit in when I just want to see him do something that stands out where I'm like, that's a winning basketball play. Um, There's so much of of what I saw yesterday, and we'll get to this with with pool. Brooklyn had, I I wouldn't even consider Brooklyn a great team. They have uh, a great player in KD, and they have a really good what you would call um puzzle piece in, in Ben Simmons he doesn't he he doesn't fit perfectly i'm sure like they want him to fit uh and then they didn't even have Kyrie uh and sometimes their offense actually works better when Kyrie's not there cuz it just goes through KD but they're a good enough team to where you look at them and you're like okay let's see how the warriors play because i want to see them measure up against these guys and they're just getting their butt kicked and nobody, Draymond included, is getting mad at all. It's just happening, and they can't stop it. And Bob Fitzgerald is go doing the whole of, "Oh my God, what a shooting uh, exhibition by Brooklyn!" And I'm like, Bob, these are wide open threes. Like it's not like they should be making these shots. And you know, I like to pick on Ty Jerome just because you can, but. There's a moment where the, they weren't going to win this game, but they had got it. it at, at halftime, they're losing by 40. It, they, it's early in the fourth quarter. They get it down to 18. And they're actually playing well. Patrick Baldwin's hitting threes. Wiseman's getting, uh, getting dunks. And so Brooklyn does one thing. I, I want to say it was Claxton. It may not have been Claxton. He just sets a, like a, a screen that is not even a great screen on Ty Jerome. And I think the Warriors are actually playing zone. So this is even more ridiculous th- than it sounds. He just kind of stands in front of Ty Jerome. Whoever was, whoever was bringing up the ball just passes it directly to TJ Warren, like not even trying to run a play. It was literally, we're going to set a small screen on this tiny man. And he's trying to fight through this thing and he's flailing and he can't get around and Easy three, boom. Go down the next, uh, the next uh, thing. Anthony Lamb misses Wiseman, who had a little on him. Throws the ball into like the fifth row. They come back down three right in Anthony Lamb's eye, and then it's back up to twenty four. And Steve had to call a timeout. And I was just like, as good as we think these two way guys are, and you know they get some credit for being able to to play. And Steve actually trusts them in in instances more than he trusts his young rookies. They are still a detriment on the basketball court on a good team. These guys would not play. And so when you see them play and you see them getting all these minutes, it, for me, it's not boy. Glad you guys are in this game. You guys are trying so hard. It's like, no, why are they playing? That's my question. Because if, if, if Ty Jerome is your 12th man, if he's your Chioza, uh, great, right? Great. He's fun to root for. If he's Chioza. But as someone who's getting regular minutes in the rotation, all I do is go like he's by far the worst player on this basketball court. And that's no shot at him. He's an NBA player, which means he's better than 99% of the world, but but in this game, I'm just like, man, how 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 do we exist with this and so yeah, that that was yesterday was so frustrating. The Knicks game was even worse. But there's no fight. There's no fight you know, I'm waiting for Draymond to get pissed, and I think it's going to happen on Christmas. By the way, that's going to be one of my predictions. But I'm waiting for somebody to get mad. I'm just waiting, like stop this stuff. Like you saw Steph, and we used it as um a- as our uh our, our little uh, photo here for for the for the for the uh the thumbnail. Um, you know, this is the photo, right? When the words are getting blown out, Steph with his hands together you know right near his mouth almost as as if to say you know oh my gosh (laughs) this i can't believe this is happening and that like who out you know without steph on the court who's gonna be the guy who's gonna be the person who's just like i'm just gonna bust this guy's ass to stop this because we can't have this clay's not clay is for whatever reason cannot be that guy right now because he's uh not feeling, not feeling like that, like that person, but man, I'm just waiting for it to happen. And it's just sad watching the offense sputter and the defense just give up wide open threes. Yeah. And
2: that guy, I mean, you just paid pool to essentially try to be that guy at least. And he's been doing an awful job at being that guy. Yeah. So that's a little frustrating because, you know, he has that great game against Toronto. And then you look at, you know, the Brooklyn game a couple of games later and it's just, you know, missing layups, dribbling, like just having not being able to catch the ball either like it's just so many so many mental mistakes that i feel like he's just uh and then of course we always talk about it the the attitude or like he's just kind of looking like a sad guy out there it's just it's it's so frustrating because you know, you want these guys to do well and you know the 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 rookies or the younger players that i've been very excited to see although they haven't been really helping the case Like, the guys who are playing, you know, getting the big minutes aren't playing well either, so that's putting the rookies more as uh, obvious trade candidates, which kind of sucks in that regard, too. So I feel like the bigger question is going to be, you know, they're talking about this long road trip, this eight or nine game, or sorry, homestand, this eight or nine game homestand. It's like, this is going to be a big indicator for how the season is going to progress. It's like, what have they shown us to say that they could even go 500 on this? Like, yeah, they have the nice home record. But yeah, like, that, I don't that's know if it, I'd, right? That's it. I don't know if I'd bet on them to at least go 500, 500 in Steph's absence. And yeah, Wiggins not being here is like, you can kind of see like that is a really like a big deal, but he's not going to be the 27 points per game guy while Steph's out. That's just not the player he decided to, or the player that the Warriors needed from him when he got there. So
1: yeah. yeah gonna the, so toughie. So we're going to actually go to the sixth game of this homestand, which is January 4th. That's the game that me, you, and uh, your brother are going to. And, you know, I'm sort of crossing my fingers that, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Steph can be back. It doesn't look like it. And I wonder if he's even going to be back by the 10th against Phoenix. Just just the information that he's basically put out, which is, you know, he's just got to be patient with it. And he can't even really pick up a basketball right now. It doesn't sound like it. And if you go 500 on this homestand, that is not good because then uh, you're going immediately on a five game road trip. And on that road trip, you got the the Celtics and the Cavs on the back end of that. So uh, it's not, you know, it's not going to be the the easiest uh, of of road trips there. Um, So I had a stat that I was telling you and our, and our buddy uh, Ben Cruz earlier today, that just didn't make any sense whatsoever for me. Just, I just didn't understand it. So, Watching that uh, Brooklyn game, I, like, I just was wondering, wh- why is the Warriors perimeter defense so bad? Is it rotations? Is it because they're kind of stuck in the zone and, and in a zone, you kind of get, you know, not you're, not, you're not purposely being lazy, but you're, you, you get kind of stuck into your spot, right? And you get kind of manipulated by some of the good teams and some of the length. And when you have tied Jerome at one of the, one of the wings of, of that zone. Yeah. You know, Imagine him trying to close out on KD if they just stuck KD out in the three-point line. You're just like, okay, good luck. So the Warriors have the single best home field, three-point field goal shooting against. So teams, when they come to uh, Chase Center, they shoot 29.7% from three. The next best team at home is Memphis at 31.3. So there's a little bit of a distance there between the Warriors and Memphis. Yet, you flip it on the other side. When the Warriors are on the road, they give up 41.2% from three to their opponents. That is ridiculous. 41% from three to their opponents. Now, interestingly enough, Memphis is like, third worst, I think in the NBA with on road three. So whatever, I don't even know what that means. And, you know, a lot of the, uh, the other teams are the almost all of the other teams they're, they're way tighter, but then you have like teams like Philadelphia who they give up less than 34%, whether it's home or away. So their perimeter defense and their length and all that stuff. And you start thinking about these other teams uh, that are, you know, that are longer than the Warriors at Cleveland 32.8 at home, 36.9 away. Uh, the Knicks, 32.8 at home, uh, 34.6 away. So, But I just don't understand, was it, what is it about the Warriors that makes it so that they're so grotesque on the road when it comes up to giving up three-point shots?
2: I don't have an answer for you. I feel like that kind of goes in line with their home record and their away record. Yeah, like, it, I don't, it, I just, why it, is that it absolutely so,
1: does. It absolutely does.
2: Why is that so, like, why is there such a gap there? I just, it's it's so weird. Like, I I don't know if I've ever seen a team be so good at home, like a top team in the league at home and, like, a bottom team in the league on the road. I can't remember the last time I've seen that.
1: Yeah. It, it, and and so, your stat goes right with it. And so some some of the things that I was thinking about, a lot of times when the Warriors are resting their vets, they do it on the road, right? Because you, you you know you 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 don't want to upset the home fans by you know sitting your your guys at home they're they're paying for you know to fill that building and that 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 makes sense to me. The second thing is something that Tim Kawakami and Anthony Slater were talking about last night, which is just the mere fact that when you're home, people are cheering for you, and when you are away they are not cheering for you like that's uh, the 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 mentality right of 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 being in a different place and also there's travel involved and you know historically home and and away you know i i wonder what the overall percentage you know in nba history is probably like 55 45 something like that 55 you you know you win 55 percent of your home games or something like that and the good teams like the warriors you know win win more of them but even last year they kind of struggled on the road it was one of the things when they when when they were on in 15 and 16 they were an excellent road team and a historic home team last year they were still really good at home on the road they were a little bit closer to 500 than they had been in the past so there's something there and then i guess the the other thing uh you had uh you had mentioned this what what was your you, you you had sent something to me in in chat like as, as one of the things that you thought it could be
2: um yeah what did i say
1: or maybe it uh, oh no you 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 said um just that because the warriors Our champions, like these teams are sort of circling themselves circling that game and trying to measure themselves against the Warriors, which makes sense.
2: I didn't think that was like the sole reason, but I definitely think there is some games where when Fitz is like, oh my God, this team's on like a massacre right now, like the other team. Some of that there is some of that to when he says that. When I think that teams do go up and get up against the Warriors, similar to how the Warriors get up when a big time player or when an ABC game is on, like they wanna they wanna do better. I think that's how teams measure themselves against the champs not only the champs, it's not, it's not like, you know, teams are doing that against the bucks. I mean, maybe they were, but it's just also the warriors. A lot mm-hmm. of these kids, you know, who are the stars of their young teams right now, like they grew up watching the warriors just kick butt and, and get Kevin Durant and break all the basketball rules by doing that. So who's the Gonzaga kid from the Pacers? Uh Andrew Nembhard.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely was like trying <laughs> to target Steph, right? Like he was yeah. just like, I, I'm gonna do my best to uh to 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 get buckets on you, uh, Ben Cruz. Our buddy said that he thought it was ju- it just meant that they were that like the home record kind of is a little bit overrating for them, and maybe they're not as good as even what their record is now because of the variance and and stuff. So I we'll we'll see what it, I, I I just you know I want someone smarter than me about this stuff to study it and to to give us some information because it's it's grotesque the the difference in, in the like 41% like basically when the warriors go on the road everybody against them is uh Reggie Miller or you know whoever yeah. whoever the, the, the guy is who's shooting 41% uh Ray Allen or like that's essentially who they're who they turn everybody into on the road so it's kind of it's kind of a, a weird thing. Uh okay so did you find any small glimmers of hope on this road trip, the one in five road trip? Was there anything you saw that maybe gave you a little bit of like, hmm, there's there might be something here in the midst of all of this terribleness. Um, Obviously,
2: Jordan Poole's big scoring game, but then it was quickly, you know, not has good in the the next two games. I think for me, like, I know I just keep praising Jonathan Kaminga even when he's not the greatest. But, like, watching him every single night go up against the opposing team's best forward and best guard in the same game, that's, like, pretty sweet. Like, that's pretty sweet that they trust him to do that. And, you know, it'd probably be Wiggins if he's back. But, like, JK's doing a great job against these people. So...
1: What about Wiseman? Wiseman's big game yesterday, 30 points. I think he only missed two shots.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was that was awesome to see. Cause I know that we've kind of been on his side during all this stuff, but I mean, still like to, you could still see all the lapses on defense. That is just like, oh man, but like even offensively, like he, I would like to see him like maybe pass out sometimes. So guys might feel want to give it to him more. Cause if they know they're not getting the ball back, there's not as much incentive to give it to him.
1: There's a play here, by the way, is Wiseman sets a high screen. And then he doesn't dart to the middle. what he does is like he kind of he takes up all the space and just kind of moves the middle and whoever's guarding him and If you were to throw that pass right when he kind of turns, he probably has a bucket every time, but they weren't giving it to him um they they were. they're not comfortable giving it to him, I guess. Maybe maybe they don't want the turnover, (laughs) the possible turnover, but there's something there where he, like, I noticed he sets the screen and then he doesn't like roll hard. He kind of glides and then just creates this space and shields off the defender. I thought that was something that they could work with, but you know, they got to pass in the ball. Um, And the other thing is, you know, he finally just, was just trying to dunk over people and stop trying to be nice about it and
2: I think I think there was a game plan to like give him the ball and I don't know if I read into that too much and how it's like we want to make him look good so we could trade him type of deal but there definitely was some type of assignment where it's like okay you guys need to actually pass the ball to this guy
1: yeah uh like we said DiVincenzo and Jermichael Green were sick sounds like Jermichael Green may be covid related but they said that uh DiVincenzo's wasn't. And DiVincenzo's been playing really well of late. Yeah, he's a little small, so he kind of gets bullied offensively by the better players, but he's pretty savvy. He'll get steals, he'll bait guys into throwing them the ball. And I like I, I want to see what happens when Steph comes back because then you, you you have four guards that you can. That, that are playing at a good level. Well, it, it, you know, we'll talk about Clay in, in a second here, but I want to see him back in the mix w- with Steph playing because I think he's one of the guys that Steph seems to trust. Like it seems like Steph really likes playing with him. Uh, and so, yeah, that was a was frustrating to see him out because I think he would have. He may have been that guy that I was talking about, who's just like, "F this!" Like not letting these guys keep killing us.
2: He has been. It's been, and that's been awesome to watch. Another thing that you can kind of take out of this road trip that I don't think they will, and I don't know if they should, is PBJ man. What was that? What was that score? What was did you watch the rent the rest of that game? Yesterday's. Yeah. Yeah, I did. He was like, "What? How many threes did he hit?" I think he made five. <laughs> five of them, like in a row. Like yeah. he went like five for five from three. Like that's what I said in the la- in the last podcast where it's like, I don't know how a guy who can shoot like him, like can't find minutes on this team. And I wonder if they are going to start maybe giving him a little more spot minutes to see what he can do because he's an NBA shooter. Like Athletic- a, above- athleticism
1: shooter. wise, he's, he's, he doesn't look like he's a great athlete. So that's probably mm-hmm. some of it, but yeah, we're going to talk about him in a second because okay. let's talk about, you know, it is the holiday season. Uh, Christmas the Warriors play on Christmas against the Grizzlies and before we dig into that game I thought it would be nice let's w- what what could we give some of these warrior players I'm not talking about physical gifts right Trey Lance gave everybody on the 49ers <laughs> uh, a Sonos uh, speaker uh, f- uh, for for their sound systems or whatever like well, I'm talking about physical gifts these guys could buy whatever they want but what could we wish what could we have high hopes for 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 the rest of the the season for for these guys. And uh let's start with um let's start with one Steph Curry. I I have two things that I would like to hope that I would like to gift him. Obviously, the health. Now, if the Warriors were winning, if the Warriors were uh 16 and or 17 and 13 rather than the other way around, whatever their record is right now. Maybe the time off for Steph is like, eh, it's fine. Like, like he, he he can you know he's gonna miss some time anyways. Let's it's fine if if it's now, but they have a losing record, so it's unfortunate. Obviously, I want I want him to get health, so that that is one. The second thing, I want to get him another player. Let's get Steph a player who they can depend on, and who can play clutch minutes for them. And who they can rely on, uh, they may have to give up one of these young guys to do that, and if they're going to have to mix and match with salaries because they're in this tax thing. And I know, uh, I think it was John, Holl- was it John Hollinger who wrote that he thought that they were going to trade Wiseman just so that they don't have to pay that repeater tax as high next year. Mm-hmm. I hope not. But I can see the theory behind that, especially if he's not playing well. If he's playing well, then it, that makes it really hard. But if he's not, then it doesn't make it as hard. But I, I mentioned Moody, whether if it's Moody. But you know, we've mentioned guys Caruso, or you know, the the best one would be Jay Crowder. But there's no way Phoenix has given up Jay Crowder to us. Yeah, um, no. I know. I know <laughs> you have a you have a request for Siaka, <laughs> say, which I, I mean, Siakam, my- Siakam's like one of the. Twelve best players in the league. That would be awesome if they did. Should but I? Yeah. Should I? Should I do the reasoning? Well, I mean, do you want to? Do you want to get all the Clay fans mad at you?
2: I, th- I well, I did want to say at least that like, um, I've seen a lot of a lot of Warriors fans who are kind of use this timeline, use the Steph Clay Dre timeline, and punt the rest of the rookies. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them say like, oh, you sh- they, we should have done like Wiseman for like Royce O'Neal, and <laughs> and I mean. You mean the three-point
1: three shooting god from last night, Royce O'Neal?
2: Yeah, and even like a Moody for like a Caruso straight up, even if you didn't have to have the money match. Like, I can't see the Warriors front office kind of just taking the L like that. I feel like they're too prideful, and they wouldn't do it unless it's for By, that by the guy. way, though,
1: Last I, I, in last year's draft, don't you think the player who Alex Caruso has become would have been drafted around the same time as Moses Moody? Uh... Yeah, yeah,
2: I guess maybe I guess. maybe a
1: little after, like maybe not that high, but somewhere in like the middle of the first round, right? Like that, like yeah. what what we see from Alex Caruso, if he, if he was in the, in the last year, that's kind of where he would fit. So I don't know, yeah. how, you know, it's just it's just the idea of giving up a young nineteen year old versus a, a vet.
2: Yeah, and okay, so my trade proposal, I've been asking like people. um, From like I asked, I asked uh, my uncle who's a Lakers fan. I asked my other buddy who's like a LeBron slash Laker fan. I I was trying to get different perspectives on how they view this trade proposal I'm about to propose here. And I actually, I DM'd a Raptors guy. He hasn't gotten back to me yet. (laughs) Because I, so, okay, here's the trade proposal. This is all in a, in a, in a universe where the Raptors decide, you know what? They actually won last night, so I was hoping they'd lose to to push this agenda even more. They finally got like, an eight-game man, losing 50-something streak. Talking about 50 points, 50-something man. Yeah, that didn't help this trade proposal <laughs> at all. But um, in a world where the Raptors decide, you know what, we want to blow it up. We want to just kind of revolve our team around Scotty Barnes. We're going to get rid of Siakam. We're going to get rid of Van Vliet. And we're going to get rid of any of the old guys, maybe even Otto Porter Jr. Is on the on the run again. And so that that would be to tank for, you know, Wimbenyama, whoever is in this upcoming draft. So they would... <laughs> You still have the hero graphic? (laughs) I do. (laughs) We should get him back. (laughs) He's hurt again, though. I know. I know. But in So that would have to be the focus for this to become a reality and for the Warriors, I guess, to continue losing and realize that, hey, we need someone, and we need someone big to make this, uh, to give us a shot. Because even if the Warriors, like, even if they go 500 or if they go less in this homestand, when Steph comes back, like It's going to be too big of a hole to dig yourself out of to even well, that, become that, still that's, relevant. That's so that, why they
1: have to have a winning record on this homestand.
2: Exactly. That, that That's why the urgency needs to be now. And this goes against everything I've said with the young guys, but I did a three-team trade involving the Los Angeles Lakers, the Golden State Warriors, and the Toronto Raptors, where the Warriors end up with Siakam, the Lakers end up with Clay Thompson, and the Raptors end up with Russ. Those two Lakers first-round picks that everyone's been shopping around, Uh, Wiseman, Moody, and a couple pick swaps if they want it from the Warriors. So I was interested on different perspectives regarding the trade because I keep looking at it. Does it work money-wise for the Raptors? So it doesn't. So the Raptors need to shed $17 million worth of money, which is kind of a lot. So So then they probably have to dump dump their players on one of the... They would almost have to dump like Gary... So Gary Trent Jr. makes like that exact amount. Mm -hmm. And I... I looked at teams with cap space who could basically take someone in and not really have to give match the money back to send back to the Raptors and the Pacers and the Spurs have cap space and Gary Trent Jr. Fits those guys timelines specifically the Pacers for a good young player who can, you know, run with Halliburton and Mather in. So I just basically traded Gary Trent Jr. For Chris Duarte straight up.
1: And then, okay, but wait a second here. So, so the Warriors would give up clay Who's making 40, mm-hmm. they would give up. You said Wiseman?
2: They'd give up Wiseman, Clay, and Moody, but Clay would go to Los Angeles and Wiseman and Moody plus picks would go to the Toronto Raptors.
1: Okay. But if the Warriors give up all of those players, that is about 55 million or so, maybe a little bit mm-hmm. less than that. So they could almost take on, no, they could take on Siakam and Trent both because Siaka oh. makes 29 and if you said Trent makes 17 uh actually you know what that might be wrong uh that might that might be Siak yeah uh yeah 29 and 17 so that comes out to what 46 and clay and so they'd still be under uh, of the players they gave up yeah that just feels unfair though doesn't it
2: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Warriors end up with Siakam and Gary Trent Jr. And as, so well, uh, the the Russ thing, uh, I wonder if if the because if if Clay's making forty, um, Russ is making like fifty. Yeah, I want to do the trade again and do it how you said. What's Russ's salary? Russ Russ is making forty seven. Um, Clay Thompson is making forty. Uh. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what the what the Lakers' cap situation is, but they may have to. uh, There there may have to be another guy that they that goes off of their team as well, just to make it work. But you know, that's all that you know. There's details that you could.
2: They're getting off of Russ at forty seven and getting Clay back at forty. Doesn't that work?
1: Um. Yeah, but they're. I forget what the. I forget what the percentage of contracts that has to be. I guess it's close. It's probably close enough.
2: Let's try this trade. The trade is successful if we get Gary Trent Jr. back. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> that doesn't sound fair, though. And per John Hollinger's analysis, the Lakers lose four wins. The Warriors lose five wins. And the Raptors lose nine wins.
1: What? How does everybody lose? No one wins. everybody lose wins, no one everybody wins lose in this trade. that trade?
2: That's why you can't look at the Hollinger stuff. But if you look at it from the Lakers perspective, let me just quickly do this, because if you look at it from the Lakers perspective, all of the all of the rumors that we've seen Russ in the two picks for it's been Russ in the two picks for Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson Russ in the two picks for Boyan Bogdanovich Russ in the two picks for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Yeah, tell me Clay Thompson is not the best player they could potentially get back in a package like that.
1: I think he would be, but if you're if you're watching this version of Clay it's playing not great. With Steph, who gets him open shots, he would have to pull back a little bit right playing with LeBron is a little bit different than playing with Steph he may be he may be sort of turned into a sit in the corner kind of guy exactly Um, and not to
2: say that not to say that Clay isn't getting like open looks because of Steph on the Warriors but Clay is totally creating his own shot when sometimes he maybe not doesn't need to or sometimes he does need to I think on a team with LeBron and AD not to say that they have more gravity than Steph but maybe as a collective they command more people to you know quickly try to bait them into a doing something. So LeBron mm-hmm. would have a, a wide open kick out to clay. Clay's catch and shoot numbers are still really good. I think it's in like the forties. So I think that also if LeBron still had a say in that front office, I think we have no clue if he does or not, unless you know something, but I think if LeBron had a say, I think he would want clay out I mean, of all sure, the packages. Sure too. He, he probably has the, just about the biggest say he, I think he would vouch for, <laughs> for clay. So um, and I asked, I asked, I asked Uncle, and he said, because because the two packages that are really like the the bigger ones that I've talked about is like Clay for Russ in the two picks or Buddy Hield, Miles Turner in the two picks. Like those are probably the two best ones. And and he said that he'd rather have Clay. And my other friend said that as a LeBron fan, I'd rather have Clay, but as a Lakers fan, I'd rather have Buddy Hield, Miles Turner. I still think it's Clay. Clay has proven that he is there, and when it comes to playoff time. He's dependable. He won't get played off the floor. Like that's the guy who I think would fit the Lakers the best. The guy who ups your shooting from three and then still can provide a lot on defense. I think he would fit the Lakers perfectly, and that's why I'm hesitant to give him up. And that's also why, like, if you're a Warriors fan, you're like, no, you can't break up Clay, Steph, and Dre. Like, I totally get it. You know, like, hands off on the trade then. But if there is a way to get better, you know, you want to package the young guys and try to get a star back. You do have to add in someone who makes a lot of money and it's you know wiggins has been the name that's been shopped around but wiggins is almost like our second best player so i, I probably wouldn't do it and i'd probably cut ties with
1: clay to do it all right so i i decided to give steph uh, another player and some health uh, is there anything else you can think of putting under steph's christmas tree a championship let's give him a championship <laughs> another one and to do that he needs siakam <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so what about dre I uh, I have two things for Dre. One of them is just a healthy Steph because when Steph is not there, Dre is not good. <laughs> Dre, I don't know what Dre does without Steph. It's almost like it's almost like um, he's like a lost child. Like when he doesn't have Steph to create opportunities for, he's just like, where do I go? What do I do? I don't know. And then and then he forces passes and he misses layups and he just plays poorly. Uh, I want Steph back, but I also want. I, I don't know how you can do this because we know their money situation, but can we reopen some dialogue and, and, and talk about contract for Dre? Cause we know that that opportunity is coming up and you know, he, I think he's played fairly well. I don't know. I don't think he's a $26 million player, but uh, I think he's proven that the Warriors probably should f- try to figure out a way to bring him back for at least the next two or three years.
2: Yeah. Um, I also want to give him a long hug with Jordan Poole. I want to gift him that. <laughs> but yeah, the contract stuff does need to be talked about, especially in the beginning of the year when he was like so clear, like one of our best players. Yeah. Like you needed him to win. Yeah. I think he's definitely slowed down lately, but when things are running, like it's it's going to be because, you know, he's playing at a really high level. So,
1: All right, Jordan Poole. I want to give him some toughness because... <laughs> <sighs> Ben Simmons decided yesterday that the best way to get Jordan out of his game was to be rough with him. And he was holding him. He was grabbing him. He was fouling him. And Jordan was looking for help from the refs. He was looking for every possible reason to uh, maybe... Not be blamed for not playing well. But Ben Simmons took him out of this game in the first quarter. And that was all they needed to boat race the, the Warriors right then and there. Once Jordan was out, Jordan was supposed to be Steph Light. And the second he was out, the Warriors couldn't score. And it was over. That game was over in a blink of an eye. I th- what was the f- first quarter? was like 42-17 to 17 or something like that. Yeah. And Jordan... Has the ball, he's the the dominant ball handler, he's the dominant scorer, and he cannot get taken out of the game that early, especially by someone who's they're just being physical and long and D'ing him up and challenging him. Like, that's where Jordan should be like, It's on, like, this is this is basketball, it's on. And he shies away from that moment, and it's so bothersome to me because I want to see him. Like I want to see the fire and the rage in him and I want to see him talk crap and I want to see him busted in Ben's eye and he's chatting with Ben going, no, it was the opposite. He kind of shrunk from that moment and he can't do that. Not with Steph being out like that. It just can't happen like that.
2: Yeah. I think we're, I'm gifting him hunger, but to gift him hunger, I think I have to take away things. I have to take away the food he has every night. So he gets a little <laughs> hungry. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, he he seemed a little bit like um, like those the those people who you know when you play basketball against it and you know that they're really good and you're thinking like oh gosh how do I slow this guy down and maybe you 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 foul him a little hard or you kind of grab him and you see what you can get away with and they just get so frustrated and it sort of takes them out of the game. That's kind of what it was like, and it was like yeah. almost like too yeah, easy good. for Ben. And we're talking about Ben Simmons, like Ben Simmons is the guy who's getting reamed by social media everywhere. This guy has like more determination than than Jordan Poole. I didn't I didn't understand that. So I'm hoping that, you know, someone could whether it's Andre or whatever, just like just remind him like, dude, you just put 40 some odd points on the Raptors. Like, let's fight through this stuff. He gets to the line. He's the only warrior who gets the line. So we know he's not afraid, right? He's not afraid to go to the hole. He's not afraid to get fouled. He's not afraid to hit the hit the ground. But once it, it's that mono imano stuff, and he kind of shies away. And and so I'm just under his tree, whatever it looks like, and the, the the vision of toughness. That's what I want for him. Uh okay. What about Clay? What could we give Clay? <laughs> What, what could we give, Clay? I'm thinking a little bit of like a uh, a positivity in the mindset and like a, just a trust factor. And like, you don't have to be 2017 Clay. You need to be 2022 finals, Clay. We need the defense. You don't need to make every shot you just need to play within yourself and just remember who you are because he's trying to be somebody who he's not. And maybe that's because Steph is out and he thinks that he's got to pick it up. But remember, uh, gosh, it's been a month over a month, probably when Draymond's had that talk with him and was like, you know, you got to stop hunting shots and and all that. Uh, he, He, he did for a little bit, but now it seems like he's back to just trying to hunt shots and, you know he shoots he shoots the warriors into turnovers and what i mean by that is they make one pass and they're trying to kind of get something going and he throws up a shot and it is so off that they almost can't even really react and the defense is going to the other end and has a layup because that that's like a turnover it's like clay shooting into a turnover and so i i want i just want clay to just clear his <laughs> mind Play basketball. Don't be somebody who he isn't. And like, I'm sure it's frustrating to not have your physical talent and athleticism like you used to. And he's going to have to go through that and learn about that. But we're go. let's go all the way back to the beginning of the season, right? Remember when he wasn't playing in the preseason and he wasn't practicing and he was a little worried about the, like that there's a whole psychology to that stuff that seemed to have started. And this is after he had a really good NBA final. So there's something going on there. And I just hope that he can remember that he's, he's clay Thompson. Damn it. You're gifting him a pep talk, not even a pep talk. It's, it's like a mindset. It's like, it's like a, he, he's, he like, he's laying down on the couch and I'm just sitting there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're just we're talking, and I'm Tony just like, Robbins. Another Tony Robbins. I'm just like Clay. You gotta remember who
2: you are. He <laughs> got the worst gift. He's gonna be like, no fair. Steph got a new player. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. What about Wiseman?
2: Um, man, you you go on this one. I don't.
1: I, I want to give him some hands.
2: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Because if he could catch the ball the way that he wants to catch the ball, because part of this is. I think he knows he's got a move that he's ready and he's got a position and all he needs to do is catch and go. And sometimes he doesn't catch it clean. And so then it stops. And then sometimes he then drops it and then they got to start all over. I I, want to, I want to give him some new mitts, man. He, he, if he can improve just catching the basketball, I think that improves the offense, his offense, you know, that much more now defensively, it's a little different because He's uh, he's so long that he gets out of in the wrong space and it just takes him forever to get back. And in today's NBA, that's like death sentence.
2: Yeah, I'm giving him playing time, whether it's on the Warriors or not. So also, so it's I think gotta I got to be give... for the
1: Warriors, though, or else I'm like, I don't want okay. to give Wiseman a gift if he's on the Raptors. No, I'm just kidding.
2: I would love for Wiseman to succeed on the <laughs> Raptors. I, admit, that would, I would just oh I would go on a Twitter rant and be like, all See? my
1: all my all my Wiseman. Autograph cards, cards and rookie cards.
2: <laughs> and I'm giving him, I'm giving him reaction time too. Cause don't you feel like he's like a, it's like a, when you're, when your 2k internet connection is laggy and you <laughs> shoot the shot and then the ball comes out like a second later. Like I feel like I've seen people shoot a three in that Brooklyn Nets game in his face. And then a second later he jumps to contest Patty meals. I'm like, the ball's halfway in the air. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sa- same with drives to him. Like they, they know they got to throw it up high. And he jumps just that second too late to where they're able to get it up. And he doesn't opposite Draymond. I think we've said that
2: too. Like Draymond anticipates like a second early. Wiseman anticipates like a second late. All right. What about your boy Kaminga? Kaminga. Whoa. I'm giving him, I might be giving him a clay pep talk as well. Okay. I I might be sitting him down. He's got the, he's laying down on the couch and I'm saying, uh, Mr. Kaminga, you do not, you do not have to be someone you're not, not
1: yet, not yet. Let it come. Let it come. Don't force it. You, your time will come. Uh, I, I mine was sort of similar. I just want to. I just want to give him patience. He was so antsy last night, and he was missing easy shots. He was missing layups. He was dropping ball. You could just tell he so badly wanted to perform. And I'm like, that's the right attitude. Bring it down a second. Like you, you just you know have a little bit more patience, and you know the game. Let the game. The the here's the old proverb, NBA proverb, right? let the game come to you that that's what that's what I, I hope for coming okay uh just two more uh act three more three three quick ones uh, two you know one sentence each uh moody
2: moody i am gifting moody um, um dude i suck at these <laughs>
1: I want, I'm, I just want
2: want to critique them and you're just putting the well, well, I mean, it is an an
1: opportunity. Yeah, it's an opportunity to critique them. Okay. I'll I'll say what I was going to say, which is I want to give him a certain drive to prove himself rather than playing so defensively like he is. Like, I want him to just be like, you know what? I'm going to make a mistake. It's fine if I make a mistake. If I get pulled out, I get pulled out, but I'm going to give my hundred percent so that. If if things go well, this is the player that I can be. I just want to put him in that in that mentality. Yeah.
2: Again, I think the war, just the warrior system requires that you do things right. You can't just like be standing there. So I want him to like I don't know. I'm sure he knows the system, but actually play in it. Make the right pass. You don't have to go create your own bucket. You know, you don't have to be the last chance guy. Sometimes when he just starts driving to the hoop with nowhere to go, like make also the, yeah.
1: And the one thing that that could sort of help that is. Let's let's give him an opportunity to play with uh, Steph and Draymond at the same time. That that probably yeah. helps. All right, uh, PBJ for me. Give him three extra minutes a game. It a see minute. If, see if he could bust a shot. See if he that's could,
2: three extra minutes than he already gets.
1: Yeah. See if he could stretch a defense for you. I'm telling you, he could.
2: I don't. If you can, if you can make him like half of what Jamichael Green is, I feel like that's a
1: win. Give uh, give the uh, for uh, Divincenzo, um. Just more opportunities to to show out because he's playing for a contract. He's probably not going to be with the Warriors next year. Yeah. And let's just let's just he's he he is a heart and soul kind of player. He's very easy to root for. So just give him more opportunities.
2: Yeah. You don't have to give that guy anything. I feel like he's awesome right now.
1: All right. Last one. uh, Jermichael Green. Uh, give him a seat right next to Steve. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I <laughs> give him a three point I'm,
2: shot. I'm a little, hard, I'm a little,
1: him. I'm a little hard on, on Jermichael just because I expected him to be a little bit more of a uh, a guy who could easily fit in, and it's pretty clear that this is not the right team for him. Uh, so here's what here's what I'm actually hoping for for uh, Jermichael. I hope that he has a next good couple weeks, and that some team who who could actually utilize him better than the Warriors wants to trade for him. Cause that's, I think he just needs a different team. Uh, I, but it's kind of weird though. Cause he played on Denver last year and you got Jokic who's such a creator. And I thought, I didn't think Jermichael was this bad last year, but I didn't watch him this closely either. I just sort mm-hmm. of figured that he played a little bit better in that system. But if yeah, he just, could shoot a damn three ball. Like,
2: if you could, <laughs> if he could shoot like a three ball, at a semi-consistent clip, like, I mean, he's useful to the Warriors still. So,
1: well, that's I what I want to give him. It's them. open. <laughs> There's nobody yeah. more open than Jamichael Green out there on the perimeter. Yep. Uh, okay. Um let's last thing here. So just Memphis is the 25th. I think they're going to try for the kill shot. <laughs> they're going to try and run the Warriors off of the court. But here's why I think it's going to be good. Remember how I was talking about. There's no one who's like sort of standing up and going like, okay, enough of this crap. Here's my real prediction. Ja and Draymond both get kicked out of this game. (laughs) I think there's too much like Ja wants to prove that they're the better team. Draymond wants to prove that it's not his time. Unfortunately, Steph's not going to be on the court but i think there's going to be some dust up if they don't get kicked out they're both getting techs. uh i think that's worse for the warriors though if they get, if Draymond gets kicked out cuz we saw last year how they they can play without Jaw. if they get bane back i don't know if bane will be back by uh no by... they'd still beat the warriors without uh, yeah it's probably it's probably but um I- i'm predicting we're probably going to take another l here not like Memphis is, is destroying everybody right they they're a terrible road team like i just mentioned when it comes to the shooting stats they they're just like the warriors all not as bad but just like the warriors when it comes to defending on the road uh i think that i think memphis will win i but i w- what i hope is that it lights a fire under the under the warriors because they're they're kind of just going through the motions against these teams they don't have any real any real uh fight for but this is a team that they want to they want to beat and Again, Jordan Poole, this is your moment, bro. Like you these guys are going to come at you. Dylan Brooks is going to try and hurt your feelings. Dylan Brooks and, already said
2: he's guarding Clay, so if that happens, it's a good sign for Poole.
1: Well, I mean, but these guys get, you know, these guys get uh, chased off of uh, of guys. There will be opportunities there. Uh but yeah, I I think this is the kind of game the Warriors need to get their manhood tested a little bit to to kind of uh I don't know, show some fire something. I, I'm I'm just waiting to see who that person is, though. DiVincenzo, we know DiVincenzo is that person. Uh, Draymond is that person, but Draymond is uh, trying to be Mr. Nice Guy this year for whatever reason. Kerr is that person, right? But who else? Who else is going to step up and not let that happen? Kaminga showed a little bit of, like, you know, FU energy sometimes, but I think he also knows he's like a little kid, and he's not going about to get in any fights with these adults. Uh, so whatever, whatever it is, I still think they're going to lose, but my hope is that there's some fire and we're going to see some fight here on Christmas. I'm with you. Um, all right. We will be back sometime next week. Um, undecided uh, right now, but, um, we'll go, uh, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll be recapping this homestand and, and we'll sort of figure out where, where they stand. Cause you know, we went, when, when we last recorded we we're like okay six six games on the road what is it going to be like and it was all bad so i hope that the next time we record it's just going to be all good and this is going to be all positive and we're going to have solved all these warriors problems heck yeah all right what is uh, before we get out of here what's uh, what's the latest on the bam
2: um pod coming out today we did the most intriguing blow it up teams so yeah the the whole raptors trade thing was in there too um got verified on twitter don't know how that happened.
1: No. I think we know <laughs> how that
2: happened. <laughs> all right, let's kick us out of here. Let's go. Wait,
1: let's wait. You're get- <laughs> you're your, your guy Elon though. You you're okay with uh, how this verification works?
2: Uh no, uh, no, but I might as well like abuse it while it's there, right?
1: <laughs> well, I I'm I'm watching you. If if you get any anything out of having this blue check mark, I'm all for doing that for not only this account, but for my uh, Fight Game Media account too. Yeah, if, if it might be smart. Any, for brands, if there's any positivity to this, if you get extra followers, if you get extra likes, if people see your stuff more, it could be worth it. Mm-hmm. But I'm using you as the uh, I'm the guinea pig. The exam- you're the guinea pig, the example here for me before I do, before I give Elon any of my money. Uh, all right,
2: before we kick us out, uh, what's his name? Greg Johnson. The, oh, the Giants!
1: The, the Giants! Uh, yeah. the son, the son of the owner. You mean the guy who's kind of like... Yeah, the, yeah. He's yeah. no, he's
2: like the chairman or something, like the president yes, or something. But like but that.
1: the owner, yeah, the owner is his dad. Yeah, the, yeah. the majority owner is his dad. Yeah,
2: yeah. F the Johnsons, F Larry Bear. Whatever you didn't pronounce his name. <laughs>
1: Poor Larry Bear. Larry, Larry bears taking, taking shots, even though he's like, what did I do? I'm just, I'm just the, I'm just the, the, the spokesperson, uh, no, no Zadie though, huh? No, 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 I, I,
2: I'm still in the mindset that he might not have been like as kept out of the blue as us, but I I really feel like it was cold feet from ownership. Mm, Interesting. All right. Like imagine, imagine going to an auction. And you're you're bidding on something, and then it's like, okay, $80. Someone bids you to $80. And then you're like, screw it, $120, $120. And you win it. And then you're like, ah, maybe I overpaid there. <laughs> maybe I don't want to wanna penny up and, and give them that money. I feel like that's what happened.
1: Oh man. If that, if that I mean, t- talk about scared money. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a what a frustrating day these last couple days of, of being a Giants fan. I've been and... so
2: sad. And then I've been mad. So many emotions. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, yeah, cuz you you went to more games than I did last year. All right. So uh, we'll be back like I said and then you know we we are going to look forward to going to the game on the 4th. We could see uh Detroit with sadly no Cade though. Uh, all right. So we'll see everybody next week when we are back for Brian, I'm WGC when we see you. Peace out.